Welcome back to Airbnb. If you haven't heard already, the recession is coming and everybody is talking about it. But the number one question that I get asked is the hair industry really recession proof and what can I do to prepare? So let's talk about it. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the recession and how it will affect your beauty biz, plus five tips on how you can still keep your hair business running during an economic slowdown. Welcome to Hair B&B, a podcast about hair, beauty, and business. Hi, I'm Marilla Manelli, and I help hairstylists just like you streamline this entrepreneur roller coaster you're on so you can start feeling like the CEO that you are. So grab a glass and be ready to simplify your hair, beauty, and business goals. All right. So today's a drink is, you know, I open up every single episode with a drink and I think I have yet to have an alcoholic one on this uh, podcast, but today I am drinking ice water with a splash of cranberry, which is my favorite and a swig of lime. Honestly, it kind of tastes like a nice refreshing summer cocktail. Um, Definitely highly recommend (laughs) and again, super hydrating and good for you. So You may have noticed a little shift in your business that people are spending less on their hair or maybe they're stretching out their next appointment. And if you haven't noticed this happening, consider yourself lucky. Basically, this is going to give you more time to prepare or maybe you just simply created a stable enough clientele that you're able to also buy some time to strategize on how to maintain your business during this upcoming recession. So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today is the hair industry recession proof and ways you can start shifting your biz to help you thrive. As somebody who has lived through the 2008 recession and thrived during that time. My short answer is yes, it is recession proof. And I really spoke a lot about this on my TikTok channel specifically. And I, a few weeks ago, put up another video on my Instagram page as well about it. But one of my videos kind of took off on TikTok and it was interesting to see everybody's perspective on the 2008 recession or those who that had lived through it. And the reason why the hair industry, in my opinion, is recession proof is because we offer a very invaluable service that makes people feel good every single day, even during the bad times. I mean, let's be honest. How many clients have you had in your chair this week that have been going through a breakup with a boyfriend or they're getting a divorce or just simply going through some hard times? They come to us not only to maintain their hair, but to have that short moment in their life to just decompress and feel like a million bucks walking out the door. The reality is, is that people just still want to look good and find a way to afford these small luxuries, even when they have little cash to spend. This is most commonly referred to as the lipstick effect. So the lipstick effect is when consumers still spend money on small indulgences during the recession and economic downturns, or just overall when they have very little cash to spend. They do not have enough to spend the money on like these big ticket luxury items. So they're probably not going to come in and get like a massive hair makeover. However, they're still going to find cash for purchases on smaller luxury items like premium lipstick, right? We've all heard this story before, but the lipstick effect 
is simply a theory, but ha- there are similarities in each recession that we've been able to measure since our economy really ever began. So in my opinion, there is some truth to the lipstick effect, but again, just keep in mind, it is a theory. The bottom line is that people will still buy small indulgences when they need to feel good, right? We all know this. We all love feeling good. And hair is just one of those luxuries. So here are five ways you can prepare for the recession. And keep in mind, these are just some ideas you can start implementing into your beauty biz and adjust them according to your market and to your clientele. So the first one is adding value. Now, I speak a lot about this on all of my TikTok videos when I'm talking about the recession is adding value. And I've gotten lots of DMs of like, what exactly does that mean? Like when you say add value, what does that mean? So I thought in this episode, I was going to kind of really break that down so you can really understand exactly more than what I can fit in, you know, a 60 second video on the Internet. So adding value is basically showing your clients that your service is worth more than what you're will than what you are giving out by doing little free things that won't cost you more money or time. So consider this tip as upping your client's customer service experience. We've all heard the saying under promise and over deliver. And while we're doing just that by offering value. So offer things like five minute head massages while you're putting conditioner in their hair or maybe a mask. Offer a special beverage that's exclusive to your salon. So I know a lot of salons like to offer wine or champagne with a premium service or maybe a special coffee or something like that. Consider making something very special and unique for your space. Or it's simply sending them home with like branded instructions on how to care for their hair, along with some suggested take home products that you sell at your salon. So honestly, these things we really should be doing in our salon already and just in our business. But they are things that we start to forget to do once we become complacent in the salon. So right now is the time to reevaluate your customer service game and show your clients why you are better than the competition and the salon down the street. If you don't build a strong customer service skill set, then your clients may consider shopping around for another stylist. And basically, they're going to look for someone that will offer them more for less. And we don't want that. We want them to continue to come back to us. So customer service can really go a long way. I do think that it is a skill set that is not taught in cosmetology school. And if you've never worked a retail job, you will have never earned that experience. And I really think that's the number one skill set that's so important to our business and growing it and, and making sure that we are growing and thriving in our beauty biz. The next tip is to create packaged services or micro services or and micro services. <laughs> micro services and package deals were the number one reason why I personally grew my business in 2008 and during that recession. That's because I worked at Ulta. And at that time, many independent hair artists were offering high priced a la carte services and they didn't adjust their business according to those financial times. Again, I spoke about this on my TikTok and on my Instagram. And a lot of these big chain box 
hair salons like Ulta and, um, you know, you can even go into Fantastic Sam's, whatever. A lot of those stylists were actually doing really well. And I personally saw a huge rise in new clients looking for more value through these custom packages because that's what we were offering at the time. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean you need to discount anything. That's not what I'm talking about. So this just simply means that you want to adjust the way your services are perceived when they book an appointment with you. So for example, you may consider a root touch-up and glaze package that includes a dusting. Now, a dusting is a dry hair cutting service that literally takes no longer than five minutes. It's simply doing a micro cut on the very ends just to remove those split ends. So I kind of consider this like a haircut with no shape, like literally you guys like five minutes. Now, there are a few ways you can introduce dusting services and you can either add them complimentary to any service or you can, you know, charge $20 or $40 add on service, whatever price that you think is fair for five minutes of your time. Basically, the bottom line is you're creating this package deal where it's, you know, looking like, hey, every four to eight weeks, you can come in and get your roots done, do a shine gloss service. That's basically pantyhose for hair. And then you get a dusting off of your ends for X amount of price. Your client's ends feel like a hundred percent better, right? But then they don't feel like they have the commitment to having to pay the full price for a full on haircut. So this is a great example of a package deal that you can offer. Um, and and when it comes to micro services, you might want to consider creating these micro services to hold your clients over to, till their next appointment. So like I mentioned, some clients will try to skip their next appointment because they don't have the funds to get their hair done on a regular schedule like they normally have. However, if you create a micro service that is maybe half of the cost of their normal full priced service, they may still consider coming in between those really big services. So for example, consider creating a 10 foil accent highlight service that's maybe right along the hairline, the face frame, or where they part their hair, and then include that gloss service. And basically you can offer this in between each of their appointments or until they're ready to do that big service. This is something that doesn't require a lot of time, but it holds them over, especially in between, like I said, those big blonding highlight services. So the next one is start transitioning clients into low maintenance appointments. So this kind of ties into the created packaging and microservices, right? So when you start transitioning clients into lower maintenance appointments, I'm kind of thinking trend-based here. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing the ombre trend come back. Now, ombre was a, or ombre, I'm going to get like totally um, made fun of for that. I say ombre, I don't know why, it's just, I think because I speak Spanish a little bit, so ombre, I know it sounds like a man, but it's ombre in English. Um, but ombre was a huge, was a huge trend in 2009 to 2014 ish. And personally, I think that's because people 
just simply could not afford to get their color done anymore and they let their roots grow out and it was looking pretty horrendous for their for a little bit of amount of time so remember in that 2008 recession a lot of people lost their jobs like left and right people were getting laid off and they also lost huge amounts of their retirement income so this caused a huge halt in the luxury blonding services like across the board i would say however This resulted in creating that new trend where we could now melt dark hair color into the light color and actually make it look nice, polished, and kind of cool. So clients loved this trend because it was very low maintenance and they didn't have to come in so often. So they simply found a small luxury from coming in every six to eight weeks for a simple gloss service and a light trim. Then every six months, they would come in to move that blonde up, but still make it look very rooted. They wanted to keep it low maintenance. So we may see a rise in hair painting services again, along with glossing services as well. So again, depending on where you're at in your market, a lot of these trends might be highly requested. Because lately in this last year, I've seen a lot of like high contrast, color blocking. So I think we're going to start to see a shift again because of the financial crisis that we may go into here. So overall, this is the perfect time to add on conditioning treatments as well as customized take-home products that clients will be able to maintain their hair at home. So I personally love the color conditioner masks from Moroccan oil as a great take-home service option for our clients at my salon Rebel Femme. And I love them because they have, you know, some natural shades as well as the vivids. So we personally, this is not a paid sponsorship by Moroccan oil by any means. I know there's lots of other great uh, pigmented color products that you can sell as a retail in your salon. So I personally would look into investing in something like that because selling retail is a great way to add on value to low maintenance appointments and then still keep your clients coming back. So just remember that business is all about building trust with your clients. So the next tip that I'm gonna give you is focusing on your social media marketing plan. I cannot stress this enough. I think social media is highly underutilized, especially if you're a hairstylist or salon owner or suite owner. So create a social media marketing plan that will help you drive more clients into your salon. Right now is the perfect time because there's going to be a lot of movement in clientele base because people are moving and people are saving and people are just adjusting all around. So this is the perfect time to really hone in on a marketing plan. Show your future clients, show them the added value and the services that you offer and how you can be different from that competition. So again, now is a great time to consider also monetizing your social media so that you can create additional revenue streams for your business. I actually have another podcast episode where I talk about how to level up your money game, five easy ways to invest your money. And 
I know what some of you are thinking, like right now the market is terrible and I totally agree it is. However, this is the perfect time for you to start learning how to reinvest your money and also how to create additional revenue streams so you can make sure um, you know, just to check out that episode, because I really think it could be helpful in preparing you for what's about to come. Now, if social media marketing just simply freaks you out, I actually launched a group coaching community for hairstylists called Beyond the Chair Mastermind. It's a coaching community where I go live once a month and I show you how to elevate your business through the art of creative marketing, how to monetize, work with brands and overall get your business in front of the right people. So it's only $19 a month and I do have a special yearly subscription available, which gives you two months for free. So if you want to learn more about Beyond the Chair Mastermind and what it can do for your business, check out the link in the show notes or head on over to morellaminelli.com. Now, the last one here is focusing on building relationships with your existing clients. There is a reason you are Oh my gosh. They are the reason, oh my gosh. They are the reason you are in business. And let's be real. They continue to come back not only because of the amazing hair you do, but because they have built a relationship with you. Consider creating a loyalty plan for your existing clients. So for example, offer a dollar amount off of a retail purchase or a free haircut after they spend a certain dollar amount over the year. This makes your clients feel appreciated for being that loyal client. So what better way to thank them than by creating a loyalty program? So this wraps up today's episode on five ways you can prepare for the economic slowdown. And is this hair industry really recession proof? And I hope you found my podcast helpful. I also have lots of free education on my website at morellaminelli.com, as well as YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at hairbnb underscore podcast. And you will also find education specific to your niche and tools you can use for your business. For inquiries, you can always email me at info at And make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you found value in this show, I would so appreciate a rating, share it on social, tag the show, or simply tell a friend about the show to listen in. Thanks so much for joining me on Airbnb. Now I'll see you in the next episode and be ready to simplify your hair, beauty, and business goals. Cheers. Cheers.